What's up? It's your pal Wenchikistoticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. I deserve to be roasted. I've spent the last two years of my life talking about other people's bad fanfiction, but the truth is that I am not without sin either, and because of that I need to tear apart my own work. I've done so many things wrong, just like everyone else I've spoken about. So this is a special episode, of course. It's the last one before I go on a hiatus. The plan is subject to change, but as of now, I'm planning to come back on May 24th and continue posting content weekly as usual. Today's fucked up a meter rating, and it feels strange to be giving myself a fucked up a meter rating, is a 9.5 out of 10. If I hadn't included the last fic, I would have just given it a nice 7 out of 10 for some dubious situations and graphic sexual content, but because of the last fic I'm going to talk about, it gets the high rating for rape and incest. I know you're probably wondering, whoa, okay, once she gets thought of kiss. And you know, I'm going to spend so much time trying to rationalize why I wrote that last fic, but really, I'm just a nasty hoe just like the rest of all y'all, and that's really the point of this episode. I don't have a moral high ground, and I'm not better than you. We're all gross. That's what I'm trying to prove here. We're going to start off on my Legend of Korra fic, and the rest will be for The Last Airbender, and then we'll do six fics. The last three are part of a series called Hozai, because as it turns out, I really like to write smut about Ozai being a submissive little slut. Now, could this have anything to do with my own sexual desires? Hell yes, it does, and you know it. So let's dive right in. The time has come for me to roast myself. So this one is my Legend of Korra fic, aka the time I straight up wrote tentacle porn. And I know not everyone feels the same way about Unalak and Batu as I do, but that's all the more reason to write it and cover it. I have to get out there and evangelize, you know? So you guys know how every time I see a little tilde with the squiggly little guy next to the number one on your keyboard, whenever I see it used in porn, I freak out. Well, I used 14 tildes in this fic, and that's one tilde every 79 words, so not even I am free of sin. That's a big theme today, even though I will say that nothing I talk about on the episode is meant to be taken 100% seriously. So Vatu has escaped from his liberty-loathing dendroidal prison that has repressed him and his sex life for thousands of years. <laughs> All those horrible little phrases packed into the first paragraph. So Unalak asks his spirit sugar daddy, which is an actual term I use to fuse with him, and Vatu's like, fuck yeah, tilde, 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 and he just rips off Unalak's clothes, including his My Little Pony boxers. Don't ask. Don't ask why he's wearing My Little Pony boxers. It's an old running gag from my magnum opus All Hell, which I'm not going to cover on the show because it's too long. And then Unalak gets tentacle fucked because I straight up wrote tentacle porn. I mean, I was like, oh shit, I ship this. But like, how else are they gonna fuck? Vatu is, he doesn't even have a face. He doesn't have a mouth. He just has like these weird little tendril things. He's an evil kite. I swear, I swear on my cat's life, which is the most important thing I could ever swear on. So you better fuck moly me. I don't have a thing for tentacles. I just find this pairing funny as fuck. And I wanted to write something for it because there's barely any content out there. But Unalak like definitely has a spirit fetish though that's why he's so obsessed with them he's like the equivalent of whatever a furry is but for spirits and Vatu's teasing his dick his nipples his balls and then he goes for the butthole and Unalak wants to make out with him but he you know doesn't really have a face so Vatu just shoves a tentacle down his throat and Unalak is like ooh let me suck you daddy Vatu <laughs> till day 
<sighs> and the tentacle apparently tastes like, quote, smoke, pomegranates, and something he couldn't quite place. But whatever it was, it was damn sexy, and it reminded him of being beaten as a child. Damn son, when has got issues. This boy is repressed. I think I really just put that in there to tip people off, like, in case they really didn't get it, that I wasn't being serious. And then comes spurts out of Unalak's dick, quote, like it's a fountain. Why did I write these words? <laughs> Then I guess I had to end it with Vatu, like, also releasing some sort of spirit cum, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but I wanted closure? Like, you can't just end it without both of them coming. So they're done, but Vatu senses that the Avatar is near, and Unalak is like, cool, what could be hotter than fusing with Daddy Vatu, especially while my niece watches? Unalak, no. <laughs> and they fuse, and Unalak has the most intense orgasm of his life, and I just ended it there. I do not know why I was compelled to write this. I really don't have an excuse. It's just a fun little crack rare pair. That's what I think. All right, so we're going to move on to the last airbender now, and we'll start off on a Taizula fic that a friend and I collaborated on, and we tried really hard to make this some fancy erotica, and we had a rule that we couldn't use any normal names for body parts, so the phrasing and the euphemisms are glorious. It's the sort of thing I have wet dreams about as a podcaster. It's supposed to be bad, and it is, but people still liked it. I don't know why. <laughs> we start off with Mei Tai Li and Azula having set up camp after another day of chasing the Avatar. Mei goes off to her tent early, but Azula and Tai Li are just sitting around the fire, feeling tired, not very confident about their mission. Finally, Azula speaks, and she tells Tai Li that, oh, thank you for being so helpful, and then we get the first of the bad body part euphemisms. Quote, those great golden orbs met Tai Li's brown spheres. <laughs> Man, we went for a two-hit combo right there. Fucking great golden orbs. What is that? Some fucking sort of old-timey exclamation? Then Azula steps through the fire, quote, like a goddess of the volcanic flame. And then there are just paragraphs upon paragraphs of Azula touching Tylee's face, like Tylee orgasms when she experiences human contact or some shit. Quote, Neither did she know if the heat on her skin was from the aching flames or her own aching blood. What the fuck does this even mean? How can flames and blood ache? This makes no sense. I don't know how a single person took this seriously. Why does it have any kudos at all? Why does it have any favorites? Why does it have anything? Azula puts a finger in Tylee's mouth, and here are some dumb ways we describe it. Her authoritative digit, that withholding them, that thick, emotionally detached them. <laughs> I love that we described them as emotionally detached. It's so unnecessary. So Azula forces Tylee onto her knees. Both of them are like really turned on, but only Tylee is showing it. And Azula rips off Tylee's clothing, and we just spend a whole paragraph describing her naked body. And you know what? I'm just going to list all the synonyms for ass that we used right now. Here we go. Large, supple domes. Bare, dual cheeks. Plump orbs. Jiggling posterior. Submissive spheres of flesh. <laughs> Submissive spheres of flesh. Oh, those are all so bad, but I think let's get the best, worst, the best and the worst, the best and worst vagina euphemisms out of the way, too. What the hell? Why not? Azula's leather-clad core of femininity. Flower petal folds. Tongueless lips. Gaping womanhood. 
pulsing womanhood, the holy grail of sexuality, the core of her essence, the core of her being, the unmapped cave that was Azula's deepest secret. Oh, it's so overdramatic. Like, I don't think of my vagina as being the core of who I am, you know? I don't know what's up with all the core of her essence, core of her being bullshit. It's so dumb. Oh, this is like the sort of shit that, like, I would bust a nut to this because it's so bad and you guys know how much I love slash hate body part euphemisms and, oh, these are just so hilariously bad. I, uh, I love them. <laughs> And like, this is not me just sucking my own dick here. I think it was my friend who came up with most of these. So continuing on from those wonderful lists, Azula then spanks and fingers Tylee simultaneously while she's still standing up, but Tylee is kneeling. I do not know if, if this position is physically possible, but you know, that's the beauty of the written word, isn't it? The fingering though, it's more like teasing rather than actual penetration because we get this sentence, that finger remained elusive, evasive. Much like the avatar they eternally sought. <laughs> ah! The little references to the world it's set in are, 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 are they're just golden. They're just so unnecessary. They just take you right out of it. It's genius. And again, this is not me just sucking my own dick. My friend was the one who did most of the writing. Azula has had enough now. She leads Tylee into the tent, using her braid like a leash and making her crawl there, where she too gets undressed. And we also dedicated an entire paragraph to Azula's naked body. Then this quote happens. Kneel, Azula intoned, her voice carrying the gravity of a thousand generations of Fire Lords. Tylee was compelled to fall down to her knees before this dramatic, commanding woman and felt as if she offered her body up, not to a human, but to a god. Azula reached down as if from the heavens and placed one instructive finger on Tylee's sharp chin. You know, rereading this, I, I didn't realize just how much we love to describe Azula's fingers. Like, Azula's fingers are not something I think about often, but clearly they need to reach Ozai's dick status on this show as something that I just say a lot. Azula's fingers. I want to say it doesn't have the same ring to it as Ozai's dick, but... Azula's fingers. I like how that sounds. And we described Tylee's boobs as being like budding flowers. I don't know what the fuck sort of tits we were looking at, because that makes no sense. And then Azula commands Tylee to eat her out. This is my favorite line. Quote, her fluid tasted of fire and aggression and of the righteous battle to see the world in flames. It's very Azula. Don't get me wrong, but how the fuck does something taste like the righteous battle to see the world in flames? Tylee can taste a bitch's pussy juice and tell her whole personality. Azula nuts, and then she's like, good job, Tylee, and she's like talking to her like she's a well-behaved animal. There's no love there. She just walks out. She's fucking butt naked. There's no post-sex cuddling, no nothing. And Tylee lies there and cries while the fire dies out behind them. Truly... This fic is a classic in the Wenchikus Thoticus catalog, and I didn't even write most of it. <laughs> so that's all for that. Now we gotta get to the Ozai content. It's gonna be heavy throughout the rest of the, the episode, so if, if you're not okay with that, you're gonna have a bad time. So basically, this is a fic about him sucking his own dick, because let's face it, that's the most in-character thing he could ever do. And I just wanted to use it to ease us into the Hosei series that will take up the rest of the episode after this. As the note in the intro says, I was lying awake at 2 or 3 in the morning and my brain was like, Psst, hey, Quenchikus Dodicus, you should write a 
think about always like blowing himself and i was like sure why not and the next day i wrote this i'm pretty sure this was inspired by that fic from the incredibles dixar episode where karen the void uses portals to eat herself out so that's a fun bit of trivia the premise here well it's just that ozai sucks his own dick like that's really all there is to it he's gonna declare himself supreme ruler of the world in a few days and even with a harem the only one who can really satisfy him is himself he caresses his own reflection in the mirror and decides no he's not gonna jack it to his own reflection today that's not enough it's a special occasion, goddammit. So he rolls onto his bed, and he just starts sucking his own dick, but he's not flexible enough to get the whole thing in his mouth. Here are the handful of penis euphemisms I used. Man-carrot, flesh and flute, and massive dong. And I assure you, by the way, this is just Ozai perceiving his dick as being big. In the rest of the fix, I'm going to talk about he's going to consistently be small to average. He doesn't deserve a big dick. Now, when I had this initial idea, I did not plan for him to break a rib trying to blow himself, but that is what I wrote. He then prematurely ejaculates, and even through his pain and suffocation, he refuses to let his precious cum go to waste, and he swallows all of it. In the process, he blacks out, but then he wakes up and he's like, all right, now how do I fuck myself in the ass? And that's where this fic ends. But I had an idea for a second chapter that I'm probably not going to write, but you never know. I know just a few episodes ago in Fun for the Whole Family Round 10, I went into this whole idea for an AU I had where Ozai just clones himself. But there is a much simpler plan. Since writing this fic, I have enrolled in a sculpture class and I learned that if you stick your dick in some clay, you have a mold. And if you pour plaster into that mold and wait for it to dry, you got a dildo of your own dick. So that is how he would fuck himself in the ass. And now we are going to enter the triptych of shit referred to as the Hosei series. Although it is garbage, I would like to bring up the individual names of these fics. Ride them all the way to Bossing Say, Flocky Knocking to Hillipilification, Progressive Tax Brackets. I think I killed it with the naming. And I like how the last two are like, what the fuck? Why would you name porn that? What does that even mean? I can't even tell. But you see, ride them all the way to Bossing Say, and you're like, ah, that is Avatar Smut. So, ride them all the way to Bossing Say is my personal interpretation of Ozai and Ursa's wedding night. It's also the first straight porn I wrote, and I was very ashamed of soiling the good name of Wenchik Thoticus with heterosexuality, but you know what? It's okay to be straight. It's okay to get off to a man and a woman having sexual relations. It's not something kinky or filthy that you have to be ashamed of. It's okay. I'm just kidding, it's never okay to be straight. So Ursa's not thrilled about her arranged marriage, and she thinks Ozai is a fucking jackass, and she doesn't want to bang him. But as soon as they get to the bedroom, he wants to smash, and he starts undressing, and she's thinking, alright, there's gotta be some way I can exert power over this guy. So right as he reaches for her titties, she rips the sash from her robe and just ties his fucking hands together. There is not enough porn of Ozai getting fucking domed, which means I have to do all the work around here. Of course I had to write something about his wife kicking his ass, because someone had to do it to him. Weirdly enough, the only other fic I've seen where he's on the bottom is the Ozai Aang fic that I treasure so much, the Avatar and the Fire Lord energy bending. It's, it's hilarious. It's an all-time favorite of mine. So while he's stunned, she's like, okay, time to get this over with, and she guides him into bed, and they get undressed the rest of the way. She ties him to the, the bedpost, and I use the word apprehension for the third fucking time in this fic, and we've barely even gotten past the intro. And then she sits on his fucking face. The dirty talk. It's it's not good. It's pretty cringy. Basically, it's just her calling him a 
filthy slut and making him refer to her as mistress and he begins to eat her out and you know this is the first fic i've talked about so far on this episode that's been semi-serious and you know what i left in there you know what i said this is a a quote i said fluid seeped from the sluice gates of yonder hey what the fuck does that even mean hey op hey me what the hell is this I think what happened is that when I write a rough draft, it's ridiculous, and then I spend a lot of time fixing it up, but sometimes I just leave things in the fic if I like them too much to delete them or if I just can't be fucked to change them. In this case, I just couldn't be fucked to change it. I don't think I knew what to change the sluice gates of yonder to, because there isn't a sexy word for vagina. Yes, that's supposed to be a synonym for vagina, they're just- but anything would have been better than- the the sluice gates of yonder again what the fuck why is that even in there and seeping fluid that's not exactly very sexy either so he starts getting the hang of it and ursa leans forward to 69 but he's like clearly my work here is done but she squeezes his balls and he's like oh shit better keep going and when she senses that he's getting close to an orgasm she stops and she's like don't even think about complaining bitch and then she pulls out quote her nighttime friend on whom she could always rely during her loneliest times which is a dildo she's about to peg him with sadly she has to untie him to use that sash as a harness and he's like why are you untying me mistress and she's like oh does my little fuck toy like being tied up and he's like um maybe and then she she shoves her dildo in his asshole with lube they use lube always remember lube when you have an anal sex kids and she makes him scream for her and indeed rides that fucker all the way to ba Sing Se. i should have had them literally end up in ba Sing Se. that would have been good but i didn't because I'm a failure. And this is when Iroh shows up. It does not turn into a threesome. He's just there to look on in dumbfounded horror and confusion as Ursa consummates her and Ozai's marriage in a a way most untraditional. Ozai then screams mommy as he comes all over his own stomach. And I also do not know why I put that there. Another thing I couldn't be fucked to change, but this one offends my sensibilities less than the sluice gates of yonder. And the aftermath of it all is I realizes what just happened, but Ursa's like, I think we can get along, and they kiss like a real kiss of love and shit. And uh, y'all know how well this is gonna go. They have a few good years though, right? Yeah. I did write this because I felt like it needed to exist, but it's also absolutely like my wet dream, except for like the sucking his dick and being forced to marry him parts. The pegging and the face sitting, however, is the ideal Wenshikistoticus experience. Just throwing that out there. I know I've said I wanted to fuck this character a bunch of times, but if you wanted the specifics, you have them. I'm sorry. Moving on now. Flocky knocking the hill of pillification was intended to be a one-shot with maybe two additional chapters if I felt like it, but it ended up having four more chapters. It happens. If you're at all familiar with my works, you probably know my garbage OTP, Hakoda Ozai, and how there's barely any fucking content for it. I have to do all the goddamn work around here. I've already written a slow burn and a serious fic of them. Whoa, a serious fic? What? Yeah, it's literally the only serious fic I've written. But I decided to do some straightforward smut because the quickest way to people's hearts is through their dicks. And again, I'm cursed with shipping exclusively rare pairs, so I have to get out there and spread the word of the Lord. Oh, fuck. 
fuck yeah spread it. Now it's not easy to get these two characters together, especially not during canon, but the only time they really might have met each other is after the Day of Black Sun when all the adults in the invasion get captured, so I try to work with that. The premise is essentially that Ozai, as the series name suggests, is a Hozai who craves that sweet, sweet water tribe dick and he's finally getting the chance to taste it. I know this sounds kind of rapey, but I turned it into consensual hate sex. Akota gets let out of the dungeons and into Ozai's chambers and he's like, oh, look at me. I'm important enough to meet the Fire Lord. Oh shit, wait. Oh no, he's hot. Why am I in his bedroom? This doesn't seem like a normal place to be if we're gonna do normal world leader negotiation thing. Oh, I know. I know the porn logic is bad, but you fucking try being cursed with this as the, like the one thing you actually ship, okay? Quote, the predatory gleam in those eyes aroused both him and his suspicions. That's a Zugma, baby. Then Ozai's like, I'd like to fuck you. And Hakoda totally knows what's up, but he's still like, bitch, excuse me. And he's trying to weasel his way out of it. But eventually he's like, you know what? I'm pretty turned on right now. And he just grabs this motherfucker and starts making out with him but she realized this probably wasn't a great idea because those like can breathe fire and it was like draws a lot of blood biting him like on his way down to his pee pee and he says tell me how much you want it and Hakoda's just like suck my dick you beefy fuck actually that's a completely reasonable request please do suck my dick. And, and that's what happens for a brief moment before Ozai brings out the lube and starts slathering his skinny penis in it. And our boy Hakoda here, he does not usually get things shoved up his ass, but he's like, all right, you know, this is better than him biting me. Unless he can shoot fire out of his cock. I really hope it doesn't come to that. And I know I always talk about penis firebending on the show and gripe about how I'm the only person to have written it, apparently, but mm, yeah, I didn't write it in here. Sadly, go read All Hell or The Quest Sizzle of Ozizzle if you want Ozai shooting fire out of his cock because that's where it is. Makoto then decides to mouth off and these are actual lines I wrote for him like judge for yourself how bad they are quote my wife fucks ass better than you and she's dead how do you think you can dominate the world if you can't even dominate me so of course this pisses Ozai the fuck off and then he shoots fire out of his mouth and Makoto's just like okay guess I'll shut up. Ozai just like rubs the lube off of his dick and just raws him and he busts a nut and then like when he just touches Hakoda's dick with his lips Hakoda's like oh fuck that's hot daddy and comes right in his mouth and they'd snowball like blood and come it's pretty gross actually I must say and finally they just lay there panting like the old men they are and Ozai's like yeah that was that was pretty cool and Hakoda's like anytime my dude because he doesn't know what the fuck else to say like what do you even say in a situation like that I don't know <sighs> so chapter two skips to after the war. Hakoda's helping Zuko find his mother. And by that, I, I mean, he's gonna fuck her location out of Ozai. Zuko's original purpose in this fic was to set up this scene, but after that, his only purpose is to suffer. He will be so distraught that Hakoda's fucking his parents. He will try to get revenge in the bonus chapter and it will not go well. So Hakoda's in the jail. He's ready to get laid, but the guard's like, hey buddy, we're gonna have to supervise your visit. <laughs> Oh, the porn logic. Oh, it's it's so bad, and I apologize both as an author and a podcaster. <laughs> uh, he also has like a little Freudian slip. He's like, Zuko, my dude, 
you'd better not watch because I'm acquainted with his asshole. Whoops, I mean, I am acquainted with him and he is an asshole, but he's still your father. And I don't think you should see what I'm about to do to him. And Zuko's like, okay, torture, that's that's fine. I tried with the humor here in this chapter. I, I don't think I pulled it off. And Nakoda goes in. And I think this is what really makes it the worst chapter in addition to the bad jokes is that he he pulls a cock cage out of his pocket and he puts it over Ozai's dick. Ozai's dick. Ozai's dick. And the cock cage will keep his dick soft and it's on and it's not coming off until Koda knows where Ursa is. And for some reason, I felt the need to specify where he obtained his chastity device, which is in the Fire Nation during the war. What was he on a fucking military mission? Then he's like, you know what? This fucking stall in the marketplace here is just selling cock cages. I think I'll just stop by and purchase one. Why did I feel the need to add this very strange and pointless detail that probably makes things sound dumber than they actually would have otherwise sounded? I don't know. I, I think it's worth mentioning that I I was drunk when I did the final edit of this chapter. It was the same day I recorded episode 69. I'm just gonna blame the tequila, glacier, cherry, banana liquor mix I had that day for this atrocious detail. Like, I felt like I had to put something there, cause like, I don't know, where, where are you gonna get a cock cage in the Avatar universe? <laughs> Asking the real questions. <laughs> so, first, Hakoda requests a blowjob. He didn't bring lube like a good boy, so He's hoping spit will do the job. He's like an amateur to gay sex. It's okay, Okoda, you'll get better with practice. Two dilfs fucking. Like one time I saw dilfs, as in the plural of dilf, spelled as dilfs with a V. I'm gonna say it like that forever because that's really weirdly funny to me. And everything they say is interjected with like, where's your ex-wife and bad dirty talk. And Hakuda like shoves him down onto the sad little pile of hay that he sleeps on. And he's been handcuffed this whole time, by the way. And he just starts fucking him from behind. Quote, through the haze of pleasure, he glanced to where the guards watched and jerked off like a bunch of freaking animals. To his surprise, three more had gathered, hooting, cheering, and beating their meat. <laughs> Why did I write this? Why did I write any of this? But especially the, the part about the guards watching them. I think I wanted to spice things up, but this was just not the way to do it. One of the reviews I got on this chapter was just, I wish my cell was this interesting. And I know they thought it was bad because interesting is the exact word I use when I'm entertained by the badness of a fic. Like, <laughs> it's bad. This is not a good chapter. So Okoda busts a nut. He still doesn't have answers though. So he really has to tease Ozai, which is when the prison guards start heckling them to get back to fucking... <laughs> Imagine! Imagine being heckled by onlookers during sex like it's some sort of sport and you've just fucked up. And Ozai can't stand the heat. He's like, okay, fine. My ex is probably like in her hometown. Can you take this thing off my dick now? So Hakoda does that. And then Ozai starts, quote, vigorously humping him. Vigorously humping and they rub their dicks together and they make it out. But when they simultaneously nut, none of the guards cheer. Why is that? Well, because Zuko is here to suffer. He's come to see what all the commotion is about. And Hakoda's like, hey, Zuko, I'm not internally screaming right now. Uh, we know where your mother might be. Now, if you could give us some privacy. And Zuko's like, bitch, what you talking about privacy? The whole prison staff is watching. And Ozai just, like, literally, he just whispers in Hakoda's ear, like, you're welcome back here anytime. Just bring lube, schedule a conjugal visit. 
we're gonna bang <laughs> oh poor zuko though this is just the beginning of his Dakota fucking his parents related pain in the next chapter <laughs> Which I think I was a bit more successful with in terms of humor, and the porn logic is less bad here. It gets a bit more explicitly ridiculous. Hakoda decides that he has not made Zuko suffer enough because Zuko is in this fic to set up sex scenes and to suffer. Yeah! Ursa's back from her banishment, and they're having a party at the Jasmine Dragon. And Hakoda's been drinking a bit, so is Ursa apparently. He thinks that her tits slap actual word I used and they meet each other and Hakoda's like hey uh, I got the info out of Ozai that led us to being able to find you no big deal or anything and Ursa's like well how did you do that and Hakoda's like well how about I show you suddenly it just jumps to them getting undressed upstairs and you know Ursa's tits they're not like perky or anything but they still slap because Hakoda's a man of culture and he appreciates all tits no matter their size shape or texture as one should. He starts fingering her. Somehow he's able to find her clit, even in his drunken state. And he's like, wow, this isn't hate sex. I like this woman. And she shoves his face into her pussy. Her, <laughs> her sluice gates of yonder, if you will. I didn't use that again, but you know, Ursa's pussy is, is the sluice gates of yonder. Uh, and he eats her out, quote, like the pussy starved man that he was. <laughs> And he makes her come and she like chokes him out with her thighs, but she does not crack his skull open and he doesn't go unconscious or anything. Like this fic was tagged getting crushed between a woman's thighs. And frankly, that would be my ideal way to die besides going out in a mosh pit. Oh, and like if I fucked Ozai and he just came fire into my pussy and killed me instantly, that would be the ideal way to die. But obviously that's never going to happen. So mosh pit mosh pit or getting crushed between a woman's thighs. So then Hokoda has to take care of himself and he was able to find her clip before, but like now he can't stick it in her pussy. I don't know what the logic is here. I wrote it, but I don't get it. And he's like, I can't fit it in because my dick's too big. And she's like, no, your dick is just right. And he's like, that's that's so romantic. And then he decides to tit fuck her, which it's like two sentences long. And like he licks the cum from her face and they make out. Quote, she grabbed him and kissed him again and their tongues danced the tango. Then decided it was time to twerk. <laughs> this is another one of those lines where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just leave this here. And I am not ashamed of this one, even though I probably should be. And they have a little talk about her readjusting to her life. And he's like, so threesome with your ex? And she's like, but shut the fuck up. Get out of here. And he's like, okay, I won't bring it up again unless you want me to. And the chapter ends with a scene of Zuko and Sokka sitting downstairs and wondering where Ursa went. And Zuko hears a scream from upstairs that sounds a lot like his mother. And he realizes that Hakoda's, he's not in the room either. And he's like, are you fucking serious? Because he's here to suffer. Now it is time for the threesome. One of two threesomes. The bonus chapter also contains the threesome, but this is the more important threesome. Ursa's visiting Ozai in prison to lay her past to rest and she has Hakoda with her for emotional support. They're dating now. However, Hakoda's like a horny fucking thought. He scheduled a conjugal visit just so they could get privacy totally. Just not because he was hoping to get some. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, 
hungry, hungry hippos, but horny, horny Hakoda. Um, now, Ose has been told that this is a conjugal visit with Hakoda. So when they get there, he's naked and he's jerking off. And he says, quote, oh, chieftain, I was beginning to think that you'd forgotten all about me. Till day. I've been so lonely without your nice fat cock to keep me company. The guards aren't nearly as tasty as yours. I do not know why I was like, ah, yes, I will start putting Tilde's in this erotic fanfiction starting in the fourth chapter. It just felt right, though. Like, okay, it was a sentence that felt like it needed a Tilde at the end. Then Oze is like, oh, shit, it's my ex-wife. And he tries to cover himself up, but Ursa's like, well, I can't not fuck him. This has to be done, Hakoda. You can have his ass. And Hakoda just whips out the lube he brought, you know, just in case. And he starts rubbing it all over his scurvy dick. And Oze starts getting emotional about everything he put Ursa through. But she's just like, eat my pussy, you sexy beast. I know you suck at it, but just, 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 just fuck, just fucking do it man just just do it and they have a bed this time so hakoda like crawls on top of it and starts fucking him in the ass while oze tries to finger ursa and she's like okay this isn't really working hakoda you, you gotta suck his dick and hakoda's like bitch what and she's like do it like fucking paul patine and they're just trying to have an emotional conversation while ursa masturbates to hakoda sucking ozai's dick ozai's dick Ose's dick. Eventually, she swoops down. She teaches him how to blow a man, and they suck Ose's dick together. Ose's dick. Ose's dick. Well, he fingers her. Fun couples activities. Suck Ose's dick. Ose's dick. So Ursa and Ose both come, but Hakoda still hasn't gotten to orgasm yet. So now both of them suck his dick, even though his dick was in Ose's ass a few minutes ago. Unsanitary. But he notices that they aren't paying that much attention to him. They're making out with each other more than they're sucking him off. And he's like, oh, fuck it. You know what? I I can masturbate to this. And he nuts all over them as they confess that they still love each other. And Ursa screams, put another baby in me till day. And Hakoda just watches in horror. What has he done? And the end of the chapter again jumps over to Zuko and how Hakoda and Ursa have to tell him that they just fucked his dad together. Because say it with me, everyone. Zuko's purpose in this fic is to suffer. In fact, I'm just gonna read the ending scene because it's everyone's favorite part. I think I got the most compliments on Zuko's suffering than I did on the smut. And you know, that's totally valid. That is so fucking valid. So here's the quote. I'm not telling him. I don't want to be in the room for this, Hakoda said firmly. Waiting outside Zuko's office in the palace, he leaned against the wall, folding his arms stubbornly. You can't deny that you played a big part in this, Ursa pointed out. He doesn't need to know that all of this was because of a threesome. A threesome? Zuko echoed, appearing out of nowhere and scaring the shit out of them. Hakoda nearly jumped backwards, startled. There was no way out of this. I had a threesome with your parents, and now they're back together, he explained. You- uh, Mom, how could you? Zuko shouted. Deep down, he's still the man I fell in love with. But Mom! He sputtered and struggled for words. He tried to destroy the world, and he tried to kill me a bunch of times. He can change. Zuko suddenly turned on Hakoda. This is all your fault. My fault. I was just trying to help you. Well, at least at first. Fine. It's all dad's fault. Everything's your dad's fault, Hakoda cried. Suko waved his hands, cutting everything off. You know what? I'm done. I don't want to hear about any of your love lives anymore, Hakoda. I'm going to fuck Sokka and Katara, and we'll see how you like that. You can't, Hakoda stammered, but Zuko had a point. Actually, that's fair. Zuko stormed off, and they both watched him go, an awkward silence settling over them. So, are we still together? Hakoda offered Ursa his hand. She smiled coyly and took it. Of course. We'll just have to get used to sharing. So, 
that was supposed to be the end of the fic, but as you can see, I totally set things up for Zuko to have a threesome with Sokka and Katara, and then someone requested to see that chapter, so I just went ahead and wrote it, and it's just a fun little bonus. And we begin with Sokka and Zuko discussing this threesome plan, and Sokka's like, but, like, wouldn't that be incest? And Zuko's like, no, Sokka, our parents having a threesome does not make us siblings. But Sokka's like, no, I, I mean how you want to fuck me and my sister at the same time, and Zuko's like, just don't touch each other, I guess? And Sokka brings up one other problem. Aang and Katara are still dating, but Zuko tells him, no, not anymore. Aang wouldn't eat her out because pussy ain't vegan. And I can't tell if that's a fantastic line or a terrible line, so I'll let you decide. So th also throughout the course of the fake, Sokka will refer to sex as the stinky twinkie, the forbidden foxtrot, and a pants off dance off because, you know, fuck you, that's why. I just, I need to make fun of bad euphemisms somehow. Sokka and Katara are pretty uncomfortable with the whole situation, but Zuko's a sexy boy who has a big dick with hypnotic powers. It just draws Katara towards it and she starts sucking his pee-pee. Meanwhile, Sokka is brave and he sails around the back and he, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a reference to Ailstorm. <laughs> he goes around the back to eat Zuko's ass, or as I put it, lap eagerly at Zuko's opening, which is... It's not good. I should know better than to have written something like that. There's there's only so many times you can say asshole, though. Lap eagerly. Ugh. I don't have an excuse for that one. It's just bad. Zuko comes, and they all switch positions, and Katara just sits on his face, and Sokka starts fucking him in the ass. He can't breathe too well beneath all that pussy, but, you know, he's like a Koda getting smothered by Ursula's pussy, so he's like, you know, this ain't a bad way to go out, and Sokka's dick is hitting the spot inside him, awakening need, and his thoughts drift back to his father and how he sure Ozai is quite familiar with the needs of his own anus. And he's like thinking to himself, no Zuko, don't think about your parents fucking Zuko. Don't think about that time you thought you found a unicorn horn in mom's drawer, but it was obviously a strap-on. And don't think about how dad's sucking so much dick in prison right now. Just think about eating pussy and what Sokka's doing to your ass. And that's when the door opens and Nakoda walks in on them. And Sokka and Katara are like pretty horrified that their dad's seeing them like this. And Zuko's like, fuck yeah, revenge. But Nakoda's holding Ursa's hand and Ursa's holding a leash, which is connected to a collar. And who is wearing the collar? Ozai and he's like in bondage gear and Zuko just yeets himself from the room he's like fuck this shit I'm out have you not traumatized me enough parents why the hell isn't Ozai in jail right now Ugh, you know what at least Iroh isn't involved in any of this and that's the real end. I don't know why I, I wrote 10,000 words of this. Why did I write so much porn? Ugh. At least no one asked me to write a chapter about Iroh getting involved in this mess. So I hope it stays that way. But you know what someone did ask me to write a chapter about? That's right, our final selection. I often ask myself, what is the worst thing I've written? But after I wrote progressive tax brackets, I stopped having to ask myself that question because this is the worst thing I've ever written. This is it. Could I write something worse than this in the future? It's possible. I mean, I just opened up for commissions after all. Like, you can pay me to write a fan fiction. I'll do it. But as of this recording, this is the worst thing. So why did I write incest porn, you may ask? Doesn't that kind of invalidate the whole fun for the whole family series if I'm an incest shipper? Well, I'm not an incest shipper, okay? I don't fucking ship Ozai and Zuko because that's fucking gross and fucked up. What happened was that someone asked me to write a threesome between Ozai, Koda, and Zuko, and I was originally going to be like, bitch, I'm not doing that unless you pay me. But then I got the idea, which happened to involve incest, and I went, eh, you know, well, fuck it. 
what the hell. You see, in episode 86, I covered a fic where Azula is playing Ozai's thirsty ho-ass and manipulating him, and I was like, hmm... I'm enjoying this power dynamic. So in short, what I'm saying is, look at all this fucking rationalization I'm doing. Really, I just wanted Ozai to suffer for his sins, and that's why this exists. It's not my finest moment, but let's get away from the background and talk about the fic itself. Progressive tax brackets. And this one, I guess it could take place in the same universe as Flocky knocking a hill of pilification, because all the guards, and then some, are using Ozai as a fuck toy, and Hakoda happens to be smashing when Zuko comes in to ask his dad about advice for instituting a progressive tax. I really should have had Ozai mutter fucking liberals under his breath at some point, and that's the cardinal sin of this fic. Incest, piss, rape, that's, that's all fine, who cares about that, but no fucking liberals. CRIME! That is a crime. And the intro is so bad. Like, all my other porn intros up to this point have been, like, painfully long. But this one is just, like, five sentences. And it's like, boom, the prison guards use Ozai as a sex slave. Fuck intro. And the guard warns Zuko that Ozai and Nakoda are going at it. But Zuko's like, oh, you know, fuck it. I'm going anyway. Who the fuck knows how long are they going to take in there? And indeed, Ozai's getting rammed in the ass. And Zuko's like, hey, guys. And Ozai's mortified at being seen in such a degrading position by his shameful honorless son and he yells at Hakoda to stop but Hakoda's like eh, 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 what do good little whores say when they want something and Oza is like please master stop Zuko what the fuck you want and Zuko bless his heart not bless his heart later but bless his heart for now he's like well I just wanted your advice about progressive taxes and Ozai's like well my advice is that you fuck off but Hakoda like slaps his ass and he's like Zuko could you give us a few more minutes I'm gonna be nutting real soon but Zuko finds himself kind of turned on by the scene before him because I hate my life and I crave the sweet release of death. And he whips out his dick and he starts jerking off and Hakoda's like, ha, you got a bigger dick than your daddy. And this is when when Hakoda says, hey Zuko, could you shut him up for me? And Zuko, in a way that reeks of porn logic, he horribly misinterprets this. He asks, are you suggesting that I face fuck my own father? But Hakoda's like, what the fuck? Why would you even think I meant that? No, just like hand me that gag over there on the floor. But you know, if you want to face fuck him, I'm not going to be the one to stop you. Which is where uh, this is the horrendous quote that I decided to make the summary of this fic. Here we go. Don't do it, son. Oza's expression turned from rage to fear. It was a look he'd never seen his father give him before, and he liked it. I'll tell you anything, no, everything you want to know about progressive tax brackets. But it was too late. Zuko shed his robes, fully exposing himself to both men. Here comes the Empire Class Fire Nation war balloon, he announced. Ah! Uh, ah! Uh, uh, why? <laughs> I want to know who decided that it was okay to let me near a computer ever. This is atrocious in every way. My mother would have aborted me if, if she knew that I would grow up to write this. So yeah, um, Zuko then brutally face fucks Ozai, chokes him with his dick, threatens to make sure they have matching scars if he bites him, and he does burn him a little bit. I really feel like I'm talking about someone else's fic because this is, it's just that bad. It really is that bad. I mean, is it the worst thing that I've read? No, but it's the worst thing I've fucking written. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hakoda comes and he's like, oh shit, I have to piss. And Zuko, the little whippersnapper, he just tells him to piss in Ozai's ass. And then he also pees 
and it was his mouth. And I, I don't have a piss fetish, you guys. I just put this in for the degradation aspect of it. When I was tagging this, I almost forgot to tag it as incest because I was trying to figure out how to tag the piss. I got so caught up in the euphoria of all that piss that I was living in a world where incest didn't exist. Okay, that makes it sound like I have a piss fetish, which I don't. I just wanted to reference a meme. Oh my god. After using Ozai's mouth as a urinal, Zuko comes way down in his throat and sits back to watch him gag and choke. That is a cursed sentence. Man, this is porn I wrote. I need to go sit in the corner of shame for a while. Maybe I should have just made my Immortal episode 101 and left off on that note, because this is it's not a good way to close things off. I don't think this gives the best impression of me. And Hakoto's like, wow, Zuko, that was fucked up. Do you still need help with your progressive tax brackets? Because I may be of some use. And Zuko says, this is the line that ends the fake, quote, you can put your taxes in my bracket anytime, chieftain. Winky face. <laughs> So that's all. Uh, the point of this episode is to say that as much as I've roasted and toasted other authors, even I am not free of sin, and I don't have the moral high ground of other writers. I'm just as disgusting as a lot of you freaks. <laughs> I've written tentacle porn, incest, non-con. I'm a sick fuck. I deserve to have my writing torn apart just as much as anyone else I cover on the show. With that being said, this is the last episode of The Bar is Low. For a while, the plan is to take a break and come back as usual on May 24th, but that's subject to change. It's been a good two years, and I'm grateful for my listeners and the support I've gotten, and I know I said this last year, too, but I really do feel like running this podcast has made me a more open-minded, tolerant person, and I'm grateful for that as well. I've been able to strengthen convictions that I already had and change my opinions on other matters, and, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to fully understand why people write some things, and I can't understand why I write some of the stuff that I talked about today, but in the end, we're all a community of sick, deviant fucks, and sometimes you just gotta embrace that rather than fighting it. So today we covered Finally Free, Tongues of Fire, The Only One, Ride Em All The Way To Bossing Say, Flocky Knocking To Hillipillification, I'm not gonna fucking spell that for you, don't ask me to, and Progressive Tax Brackets, all by Wenchigasthodicus, except for Tongues of Fire, which is by Wenchigasthodicus, and Lord Chaos. The Bar is Low is on Instagram, you can find us at the Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word, follow us, you'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fake to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me, and if you want to drop a rating or review on iTunes, that'd be real cool, not gonna beg you for five stars, give me however many damn stars you think I deserve, and as always, I'm your pal Wenchigasthodicus, this is The Bar is Low, thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.